0: Welcome to Content Etc, a podcast to help you work through the challenges of marketing your creative small business. I'm your host, journalist and copywriter Michelle Gately from Word by Word Storytelling. I want to help you feel really excited about the content marketing process so you can feel confident in it and know that it's not just something else to cross off your to-do list. I'm all about the gentle and sustainable growth, so if you're after quick hacks and one-size-fits-all templates, then this is not the place for you. My mission is to help you create content marketing that's actually interesting, feels and sounds authentic, not just like a sales robot, and has just a little sprinkle of strategic magic. I want to help you feel really great about your content so that you can show your dream clients why you're their perfect match. Let's get started. Welcome back to Content Etc. Today I am joined by a very lovely guest and I'm sure that all the tips and advice that she is going to share are going to be so, so helpful for both product and service-based businesses, although Joanne, who is joining me today from Creative Flow Collective, is a retail specialist. So she works with product-based businesses, one-to-one and in group work. And she's also the co-coach in the Busy De Boss Academy, which I've been part of for a couple of years now. So I feel like I know her fairly well, and I know that we are gonna have a great chat about mindset and confidence around sales, which is something I think we can all <laughs> probably all need a hand with um, and i'm sure that we will all continue to be sort of slowly building our confidence i know it's not going to be like a one-time thing but i hope that at the end of this episode you will feel like you've got some things you can start to implement anyway that is enough from me Joanne, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself and Creative
1: Flow Collective. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. Yeah, so hi, everyone. My name's Joanne. I set up my business, the Creative Flow Collective. Oh, I don't even know how long. A few, three, four, five years ago. <laughs> Time flies. Three, four years ago. Yeah, I know. It was called Arnold and Bird before that. But yes, I've gone through many different variations in my business. But now my main focus is being a retail and mindset mentor for product-based brands I do that through one-to-one mentoring, either monthly or in one-off calls. I run workshops, I've done courses. I've got a mindset membership for creative businesses as well, so that's for product and service-based businesses and where we use lots of holistic tools like meditation, movement, yoga and sharing circles just to get out all those blocks and find some clarity. And yeah, I've worked in retail and e-commerce for the past 15 years and I, I love it. I did a design degree at university and then I've just worked in retail ever since doing everything from wholesale, visual merchandising, trend guides, product development, actual merchandising, helping out with marketing, um, sales. So yeah, it's, it's a good all-round um, experience I've had from working in small independent businesses and working at com as well, which
0: that's huge um,
1: is a marketplace, yeah, for over 5,000 businesses. So, yeah, I, small business is my passion, basically.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I can't even begin to imagine how much change you would have seen over that time as well since you started working in this space. Like, there probably wasn't even that much online shopping really, before, let alone like apps and like social shopping and everything. Like everything has changed so much in fifteen years. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, I know. It's so true. I remember when I first heard of like ASOS and it was still called as seen on screen, which a lot of people Is don't even know though. Oh it was... my God, I know yeah, even... that's what it stands for. <laughs> I know. Yeah. See, so many people don't know that. So I remember when my friend first like showed me, and I was like, "Oh, what is this website?" And I remember when I heard about Not on the High and yeah, I joined when it was like eighteen people, and then I left when it was like two hundred, and like I was always wow. trying to explain it to people because that concept of this marketplace was so new as well. And yeah, like you said, was Etsy around then? Or it not? was around then, but it was. It wasn't very big in the UK, it was much bigger in America, so people hadn't really heard of it. So, yeah, it has changed a lot, actually. I'm just sort of thinking now. In some ways, it kind of hasn't. I mean, yes, there's been so much change in terms of the way we market and the change of, like, social media and that kind of thing. But in terms of, I remember being at notonthehighstreet.com early on and there was, like, recessions happening then and there's always worry about money and how the weather affects retail, like all of that stuff kind of stays the same to be honest with you so I know there's so much worry at the moment that people like oh you know cost of living crisis and stuff like that but there's always something that will affect consumers confidence and things like that so I think the only other good time in retail and this was for online retail only was during the pandemic and that's when it spiked but obviously bricks and mortar did not so you know it's There's always something that will come in, basically, is what I'll say.
0: That's actually quite reassuring, really. Like, and I think, you know, we even discussed cost of living just before this. And I do think, like, you're so right. There is always something that's going on somewhere. And as a journalist, I can tell you that. Especially because this is the thing. I sort of hear the same thing, but people always say, oh, my gosh, there's so much bad news around. And I'm like, there is always bad news everywhere if you actually pay attention like there's also lots of good news like I've always managed to find good news stories but the thing is that there's always a tragedy happening somewhere for someone in the world and it's like you say it's true for consumer confidence as well there's always something that's Potentially going to affect sales, or you know, shareholder prices, and all this other stuff that makes up the economy that I don't fully understand because I'm a words person, not a numbers person. Um, but that's also like why you're the best person to talk to about this. And you know, I I just did an episode where I talked about you know, some things that you can do with your marketing when sales are slow. And I said in that, like, I don't wanna feed into this idea that no one's buying because that's not true. Like people are buying. But yeah, that's why I wanted you on as well because I know that you'll have lots lots of tips and advice. So let's get started with that. So when we sort of talk about sales mindset, in your experience working with all these beautiful small businesses that you've worked with, what are some of the most common barriers that hold
1: us back from selling that you sort of see coming up time and time again? Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously, yeah, I do work mainly with product-based businesses, but because I'm part of the Busy Boss Academy, I will coach with service-based businesses as well. So I will talk about both um, in this podcast too. So yeah, the most common barriers are like low self-esteem or belief in yourself, like what people think, as well like you know so fear of showing up because your mom or your sister or that girl from school is like watching you not having a plan so you don't have the vision you don't have a plan and then the other two are fear of failure which is kind of what we know like we don't do it because we're scared of failing but there's so many people have fear of success as well (laughs) just all the worries and what ifs around how will I cope if yeah, exactly, you know, what if I did become really big? And then kind of like that probably comes into like what people think because it's like we have – the the thing around sales mindset, it's so related to money mindset. And our money mindset is normally terrible because, <laughs> you know, we all know, we all grow up being like – you know oh you know those people with money it's all right for them or like you know or that you know they you know they've got all the money and they're bad people or money doesn't grow on trees or i want doesn't get you know that is what we're programmed in there's going to be some sort of element or don't talk about money or if you talk about money you're like greedy or if you want too much you're you know that's that's not where we come from that's not how we work or and it could be it can be both ways you can have snobbery and reverse snobbery as well you so it's It's just huge money mindset. So yeah, that fear of failure will come in because it's like, well, actually, maybe that's how you've been brought up because everyone around you has sort of like got that negative mindset. But then that fear of success, well, if you actually did do really well and started doing better than you know, almost like your parents or like the people around you, and then you know, you you might feel like you're too big for your boots and stuff like that. So all of these different things can come in, which. Definitely comes back to deeper rooted issues, but yeah, and then that will then it, it's kind of like c- cylindrical. That's all circular. <laughs> That's probably a better word. But, you know, it's sort of like you have these sort of like what people think that will lead into those fears. Then you'll have that low self esteem. Then you won't make the plan, and then it will just go round and round. It's a vicious circle, basically, and that is where we fall down with ourselves mindset and and ultimately then showing up for ourselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I feel like so many people who are listening will probably have at least experienced some of this. And I, I think it's good to talk about it and acknowledge that like, this is a totally normal way to feel as well. Like there are very few people in business who without doing a lot of work and focusing on changing their mindset around these things are just able to cope with it. Either like you said, with success or failure, like most of us are muddling on somewhere in the middle. there, trying to figure out how to feel a little bit better about this stuff so that we can show up and actually feel a bit more confident selling ourselves. Cause it's also totally, it feels for a lot of us, I think, totally unnatural to even ask for that stuff too. Like it, it does feel unnatural if you're not that sort of outgoing person. And it's probably a bit of a stretch to say that a lot of, creative business owners probably are a little bit more introverted because they've got this creative nature. They like making the products. So the whole, I could think that's like why I want to talk about in my, in, in this show and stuff is how can we make marketing a little bit easier and, and simpler for you? But sales is a huge part of the marketing. So yeah, I definitely relate to so many of those things. And as you say, it's such a like vicious circle. So I know we we touched a little bit on the current environment, you know, a little bit earlier, but would you say that there are any other sort of ways that what's happening at the moment, especially in the UK is impacting our mindset? What things have, because I know you've recently done some sales workshops and stuff as well. Can you share like how people are feeling? Yeah,
1: no, definitely. So yeah, like you said, the current environment will be impacting like how you feel as a business owner or an employee and how you feel as a customer as well. So I'm not going to say this isn't going on because it is, but and I, like you said you're a journalist and I totally get it there is just always like a negative news cycle basically negative news sells badly you know it's it does. kind of like I was just thinking as we were talking earlier mm-hmm. you know you don't ever you know if there's like you know how it would, I don't know if it's quite the same anymore. your you know when you're at school it'd be like oh look fight fight and everyone's coming around to like watch <laughs> or like people slow down when there's a you know yeah. when there's an accident on the road and stuff it's because it's almost like oh it's like an online Twitter feud or something like people and it's bad but no, people I can sort tell- you like, like honestly there's... like
0: bad stories or crime stories get more clicks because people are morbidly interested the stuff that you click on does drive what happens that's just an aside
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and you know and then it's but like it's tangibly you can see it affecting you like housing rental fuel prices and obviously things like the war in ukraine or asylums and refugees and stuff like you can that will have the same but it, it, it kind of People feel, I think, I don't know. This is what I can only assume, but I think people feel feel more far removed from that. It's kind of like because it's not like their like lived experience in that moment as well. Like people obviously do feel for that, but yeah, it's just interesting. Like, but then that was still like you said, it's just negative news sells, like you said, Mm. because it has more click through and stuff. So, you know, I'm not going to say nothing good is ever reported, but these corporations businesses whether it's funded by advertising or not they want to get more people on their website <laughs> you know so that they are going to be pushing out that sort of content so and then obviously then what is it that you, you, you know your mindset is made up of the five people closest to you and obviously the media is like a part of that or the media will be affecting those five people around you so it's, like, quite easy to get dragged down in all of that. But like you said, there are still so many people out there with money. There are still people out there spending. My boyfriend earlier messaged me and was like, all right, I need to not spend any more this month. And then he was like, oh, I've got these two, like, Disney Star Wars jumpers because they're on offer. So, you know, like, you know, basically, like, people will still show Sounds up Sounds like and, me like, with spend. the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's just like... And, and this is the thing, like... Yes, people will go... It's kind of unrealistic to be like, I'm not going to spend any money. That is just not going to happen. That's literally my thought that came into my head when I saw that message earlier. (laughs) But they will be spending money just in different ways. So it's kind of like the recession effect. Maybe they won't buy the designer handbag, but they'll buy the designer lipstick kind of Mm. thing. Or they'll be looking to support businesses that have the same values or sustainability as them. Or they'll be buying gifts. Or they'll be if they see that's value for money then they will buy people will still be showing up and buying yes there might be a bit of a drawback but you've just got to work harder to convince your customers to buy from you so yes i'm not going to say it's all rosy out there but like i said there's never like a, a rosy time in retail so you've just got to work harder to show up which is then when it comes back to that sales mindset you've really got to then work on that as well but you know okay if your sales stayed the same as last year or slightly lower or slightly higher, but what if they were higher? You know, you're the one who's going to have to decide on that and go out and get that for yourself basically. So
0: that is the perfect point to sort of jump into how we can start shifting that mindset, which is, you are so brilliant at this. So you always leave me feeling so inspired. Um, so yeah, what are some things that we can do to start changing the way that we think about sales and start to improve that confidence. Oh, thank
1: you. um, It's one of the things I just love talking about because I think for me, I'm just all about collaboration, ideas and like making people feel better and supporting. (laughs) So like for me, this is like the dream to talk about this. (laughs) So yeah, for me, I would, like you said, it definitely starts with sales mindset and working out that original block, that limiting belief. And most people don't start here because one, it's quite confronting. It's hard. It also doesn't really feel like it's the answer. No, the answer is buying the TikTok workshop or the workshop on how to grow your Pinterest pins uh, views and stuff like that. You know, that is like tangible, easy, which, yes, like that has that place. But yes, you can show up and sell, but it's going to take longer and it's going to be harder and you're not going to feel as good if you've got all those blocks there as well no matter so you've got to pair that mindset with that strategy and knowledge as well so because if, if you don't believe yourself you won't <laughs> you know mm. we, you know i'm sure we've all had those launches where we've gone in kind of going like no one no one's gonna buy no one's gonna buy and then you're like oh do you, do you, do you want to buy do you want to buy oh no no one's bought when i was talking about it twice i'll just hide away so it's so easy to do that so you've got to keep working through all of this and, and showing up for yourself like working past those blocks and like i said it is confronting but once you understand and maybe you don't even need to go in fully and understand all the details but the deep fears but understanding them a little bit so then then when they do pop up you go okay yeah thanks inner critic you know saboteur that chimp whatever you want to call it right yes I get it I see you I'm gonna feel really uncomfortable while I do this yes I know but I'm still gonna do it anyway and I know why I feel uncomfortable because it's based on x y and z but you can start to understand it and move past it then show up with that sales knowledge as well so i think just taking some time to work out what those blocks are i think is just really important and just a prompt for that if people want to do this is what do you say to yourself when you know it it comes up that says you know you can't sell you know like one of the things is like i'm not good enough or you know people won't buy from me but then start looking to that deeper things behind it so it it's not easy work. I'm not going to you know, it's not. But, that you know, just even understanding that could be a starting point to move past it, like I said. It just as an example, um, so people
0: can sort of see how you would start to work work through that a little bit. Um, you know, I'm going to be really vulnerable here. My The thing that comes up a lot for me is like, I'm not like a proper copywriter or I'm not as good as other people. So why would someone buy for me? So if I've written that down how can I this like if I'm sitting down to journal and I've written that down as as something that comes up for me what would be my next steps to start to sort of address that like because I think you know if you're really right at the start of your journey it can be confronting to even think about like how do I work through that and I'm totally guilty of sticking my head in the sand instead so how would I start to sort of move through that
1: yeah, no, good question. So yeah, so like you've got your block, like I'm not as good a copywriter, I don't have the experience, or I'm not as good as everyone else, so why would people hire me? So you've got your kind of block, you need to start to flip it, and the way you can flip this is, and this is based on an art therapy exercise that I did in the course I did, is to start, basically you need to sort of get that main negative belief and like list out where that's coming from. And then what we need to do is bring in new beliefs for it so for example the um no one why would anyone hire me right how many people have hired you to do copywriting list them out what's that 20 people 50 people whatever that is there's 50 people have hired me what's the feedback been from them look at their testimonials they say my copies, this, Y, and Z, you know, again, then that's like, basically we want to create new, what I call table legs, we knock out the old ones and create new table legs to then support, um, to then, because then basically what we want to do is sh- create all the evidence, then take that original limiting belief, why would any one hire me, we want to flip it into a more positive, believable belief, which is, Um, and this is the thing it has got to be be believable for you. So
0: we're not going to be putting like, I am the best in the world. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know, if you believe that, then write it, please do, (laughs) but, or if not, or just say, maybe it's for like, people hire me because I am x y and z at copywriting and use your customers words as well because the amount of times i've written like sales pages for things and i put things on there and i would never put them on there but these are what people have said to me so i'm like okay right i can say that because i know that i make people feel more confident and calm and and grounded and whatever it is like so i can use those words i would never have thought to write that about myself yeah but, so using that evidence is then you want to take that limiting belief flip it in words that you Feels good for you, and then create this new evidence because you will have done so much. And then you write it out and put it everywhere and read it every day, basically, because you are doing it. You are doing it. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, wonderful. So, would you recommend sort of doing this? I mean, I'm an infrequent journalist. So, would you recommend sort of doing it when the feelings are coming up or when you're, you know, having a bit of a wobble and you're having a bit of a meltdown? Is that the time when, if, if you're not, a, everyday journaler um is that when we should
1: sort of sit down and 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 do that and just remind ourselves yeah and you don't need to be an everyday journaler you know this could be an exercise that you go right i'm going to start my day off with some journaling because i know i've been in a funk and i'm going to work out so then do this exercise for example and it's an exercise that i've done in um a self-confidence workshop that i did recently as well uh, in like more detail and, but I think, you know, it doesn't have to be every day. But I think the thing is with anything, with mindset, retail, sales, marketing, there's no point in me saying you've got to do it this way because everything is so personal to you. So if you've sort of worked it out, which you could say that's a journaling exercise, you could just say that's an exercise I'm going to do to work out a belief, then either put it up around your house as like post it notes. You could then write it out every day. You could record yourself saying it and listen to it every day. You could say it to yourself in the mirror every day. You know, there's so many different things you can then work with that in a way that would work with you. Um, so pick the one that basically would work for you, I think. It's not something you need to write out every day. But the new belief is not going to be as strong as the old one mm. because it doesn't have all that... You know, the old one's got all emotional sticky super glue basically attached yeah. to it, with like years and years. So the new one, you've got to keep repeating it to make it stronger. And the more you see it and repeat it, the stronger it will get. So it's not like an instant fix, but it's the process started. Little baby steps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So let's
0: talk about some things that we can take action on from this episode. So everyone who's listening, what are three things that they could try this week to make a sale? Great
1: question. So I think the first one, and this, this might sound a bit annoying, but is ask for it. <laughs> because, so and I know people are like, oh, of course I'm asking for it. But are you really asking for the sale? Because sometimes we like show up. And we're giving so much value. You know, we're both kind of like service based businesses, and I've had a product based business, but sometimes we listen to these experts who are like, oh, yeah, value, 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 just give so much value. And especially for product based businesses and also with service based businesses as well they don't talk about their products and their offers because they're giving away so much value, which backfires for both businesses, for product-based businesses because they're not sharing their product, and for service-based businesses as well because if you're suddenly giving so much value, then people will think, well, I don't need to pay her because she's just telling me how to do everything. But it could also backfire in the way of Maybe then they've tried their one thing that they've not done quite right under your extra supervision or what you would go for because you've just given them the high level and I'm like, it's not worked for me so her method doesn't work. So, you know, so basically are you showing up and asking for this out? Are you doing that repeatedly? Are you doing that in different ways? People need to hear something at least 11 times now. So, like, when you show up and launch that product or that service how many times have you talked about it? And there's... My friend Elizabeth Styles, she was like a fashion brand consultant. She's like a kind of creative sales um, consultant coach now. I remember she, when she's launched uh, courses before, she's like literally said, like she's literally done like 300 stories, you know, over 60 Instagram posts and, you know, been featured on other pages, Pinterest pins, LinkedIn, you know, all of these types of things to show up and like sell that course to make the amount of money that she has made. So, you know, yes... I totally agree. Yes, giving value. But then that could be in ways of showing the value in your product, doing inspiring posts, but still sort of maybe not every time, obviously, asking for the sale, but it's still got to. How, can you ask for the sale every day basically on even instagram stories your grid your newsletter publishing a pinterest pin? like there's so many different ways you can ask for the sale every day so and i need to remind myself of this as well, yeah. <laughs> as <laughs> I, need well. To, I need to do i've been very half-hearted lately because i don't necessarily
0: have much time um but if anyone wants to do a power hour um there's my half-hearted attempt at selling for today <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely do a power
1: hour. i mean you know just what, think what can you get from one hour Michelle that then will propel you forward it'll be amazing <laughs> thank you um, so. but yeah no it is it is
0: it's so true though to actually and I think going back to what we were saying about the market right now and I did talk about this a little bit in my last episode that I did about five things you can do for your marketing because that was one of mine of mixing it up actually asking for the sale um, but I think sharing your values in terms of as you ask for the sale so like are you eco-friendly mm-hmm do you use sustainable or recycled products? Because like we said, people are gonna buy and they're, but they're more likely to want to make that align with their values. Like if they're gonna spend that money, I think people are much more conscious now about, I mean, I I certainly am of like, if I'm gonna spend this money, then it's a plus for me that it's recycled materials that it's made from, for example, or that it's, you know, a small business. And I want to know that. And I want to know like how it's packaged, how it's being sent to me. Like that is important to me as a consumer. Um, And I think too, as you say, like doing sales posts where you maybe show, how to use this in your daily life like that sort of stuff makes me buy things like when i can see how it's actually going to be used in my life and again with like the people are still buying luxury things i just recently signed up to a patreon for a podcast i listen to and i have never ever ever done that before and i signed up Mm. i think it's about fourteen dollars a month so It's like a decent amount because I wanted an extra episode from them. And by the time I signed up, I had literally listened to probably well over a hundred of their episodes where they're talking about the Patreon. I'd listened to their Patreon bonus snippets. And in total, I've listened to like hundreds of days worth of audio on podcasts. And I've never, ever been tempted to like actually pay Mm -hmm. for a subscription before. But I it was those little snippets of like, this is what you're going to get. And it sounded so good. And I really, really wanted to get it. And eventually I was like, no, I'm doing it. I, I was sick. And I was like, this is going to cheer
1: me up. I'm going to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was one of my other points as well. It's like, give people a reason to buy now, whether it's, you know, a wedding anniversary, a gift, Easter, Christmas, you know, like you said, and that's, you've listened to this podcast over a hundred times and it's taking you that long to then invest in them even though you know you love them so and again like it's kind of a bit different i suppose with the podcast but th- this point of like giving people a reason to buy was focus on your best sellers and what's working mm. as well so they can obviously see if they give snippets of their patreon away then people go oh okay yeah i want i want that or like a free you know if it's a free uh, part of the course that you've given away you know of your bigger course or if it's you know a free printable download when you join your mailing list or something like that but focus on your best sellers because the other point I had was focus on your best sellers and focus on your existing customers now is yes now is the time to has that brand awareness but if you want to go after sales right now and make sales right now your existing customers is where it's at not these cold leads basically it's um serving them giving them an offer a discount celebrating them showing appreciation for them that is where you are going to make the quick money right now Mm, yeah definitely so you know whether
0: that's I guess sending them an email um, would you suggest something like a free shipping offer for a limited time or is it better to do like a percentage discount or add a little extra thing into you know that added extra value if it's a product-based business
1: yeah so in terms of offers like you don't obviously you don't want to be gap mm. <laughs> or wrench connection where you're just constantly in sale like that is never good but the thing is you don't always have to do sales and you could do sales and offers in different ways so like you said you could do free shipping for the weekend free express delivery you could do you know spend 50 pounds get five pounds off you could do Um, just a discount on like one product or a small collection of products. You could do a site-wide sale and maybe that's something you only do once or twice a year, you know, whether that's Black Friday and summer or a winter sale, for example. The thing is with promotions, you've just got to look at them and like sprinkle them in like spices. So, you know... I mean max maybe like one a month but again that would just be like free delivery this weekend or something like that but you don't want to do them back to back all the time and that's when you look at all the different ways you can do offers and promotions and then do them in that way basically is what I would suggest.
0: Um, I mentioned this as well in the last episode so I'm sorry if everyone's hearing this again but something that recently really really um, impressed me was I bought a A dog lead thing for Percy Um, and I loved it so much I did actually leave a review um, because they like sent a follow-up email saying leave a review for this and it was genuinely amazing and that was one of those things as well where I was like oh it's an Australian business tick and oh these are made of recycled plastics yes please like it all sort of fed into what I want to represent in the world and things that i want to embody so i was happy to support that and i spent a lot like i i first ever purchased with them and i was like yes get me the lead get me the harness get me the collar get me everything matching like and i didn't expect um anything for doing that review i genuinely loved their product and then they sent me like a 10 percent discount for this which actually i didn't use because i bought everything the first time (laughs) But I'm recommending this brand now, you know, I'm not going to say it on the podcast because most people are not in Australia, so it doesn't matter. But, you know, getting the social proof there and updating your testimonials, which is only going to help. Um, with your confidence and also with your future sales as well. So I think offering even like just reminding people to do reviews, which I'm terrible at asking for testimonials. So I can only imagine how hard it is for product-based businesses to like remind people for reviews and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, but I think make that process easy for yourself. You know, get, add in an app or a plugin on your website that automatically emails people and then, you know, you can just click the the stars on the email and it takes you through to fill in the review kind of thing and like like you said if you then have a follow up of being like thank you so much for your review you know either that could just be a heartfelt message it could be like a little Freebie bonus that could be a discount code, you know. Then you're showing your existing customers how much you appreciate them. And if you're service-based business, what I do is I have pre-written out questions that I send people, so then you don't have to think; they can just answer the prompts and that. And actually, I with all my existing testimonials, I emailed all those people and I said, "Please, can you add this to my Google Google My Business page? Here's the link. Here's what you wrote." just add it you know because then I know that's good for SEO so it is hard whether you're British or whoever to like take (laughs) your own horn but like you said it it not only helps your confidence but it actually works out why people buy from you or hire you as well yeah so it's it's so important to do it's Mm. so important to do (laughs) yeah definitely and
0: yeah helps in promoting stuff in the future but as you say can help with product development for things that aren't working or that your best things things to focus on in the future yeah definitely need to it's a bit of admin that we all sort of put to the side but I love the idea too of of, if you're a product-based business uh, adding something to your website or doing something that automates the process a bit um, that's really 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 helpful
1: yeah social proof as well people like to know that other people are buying it or the um, why people have worked with you like it's like we're pack animals at the end of the day so we'll go where everyone else is going <laughs> so um because
0: I interrupted and went off in a long-winded explanation about my own spending habits um
1: what were your three things that we can do this week to make a sale oh yeah so I kind of like mentioned them all but <laughs> it's one make sure you're asking for it Two: focus on those existing customers serve them celebrate them literally if you're really struggling with sales give them an offer and then look at what's working and really focus on selling your best sellers basically um and giving people that reason to buy you know you've kind of always got to think about what right so it's, it's summer here in the uk we're coming into autumn what what are people doing and what are people thinking and doing in august what are people thinking and doing in september so then you've got to match your marketing to that and then again kind of going back to that social proof if you're really not sure put up a few instagram polls like what is your focus on get them to click you know question boxes because um I'm just putting together I'm just launching a workshop at the moment and I got so much insight just from asking people what how are you feeling about preparing for Christmas and I'm like kind of knew it but there was so many there were so many other little things I was like oh you're really worried about that okay that's not something I would have thought would be a thing but then no now I know I'm like right I'm going to include that in my message and in the workshop because I know that's going to help you so that feedback is so important and speaking of Christmas product based I mean
0: it always feels like it's very it's a very product-based business thing because it's it is hard as a service-based business for me you know my focus at the moment is preparing like as much stuff as possible before we go away for six weeks for our wedding because I don't want to be working and then I have got this idea in my head apart from the fact that I'm doing full-time reporting work at the moment, in my mind anyway, I was like, "Mm, we'll be back at like the end of November. Mm, Probably can't really sell anything in December, which I know is the wrong mindset to have. But what can product-based businesses in particular be doing to get ready for Christmas now and then um, I might get you to talk about service-based businesses around Christmas as well
1: yeah in terms of product based I mean just a very quick overview review last year what actually happened uh, what went well what didn't what can you learn from that then from that because you'll be reviewing set sales targets for Christmas as well then you really want to decide on your hero products. So what are the products you're going to really focus on in your marketing? Also, do you need to develop any new products? When are they gonna be live by? Hopefully September, October, but it's never too late. And then just create a very simple marketing plan. So like, what are you gonna talk about each week or every couple of weeks? You know, again, like what are people doing when and where like you're not going to be selling advent calendars in December you're going to be selling them in October November when are you going to be selling your cards when are you going to be selling the stocking fillers the bigger gifts that kind of thing this is where your plan comes into place and it's so easy once you think about it in that way to then fill up each week about what to talk about Mm. but and I'm gonna plug this now is I am doing a plan your best Christmas workshop and it's happening on Friday the 9th of September at 10 a.m. BST um, time, and it's two and a half hours. It's gonna be £37, pounds, and it's literally like gonna be jam packed. And we're gonna go through all of this and more Black Friday plans product development, best practices, how to prepare for peak sales, workbooks. Uh, there's going to be a marketing content calendar. Um, I'm going to give you um, a sales target spreadsheet, workbook. So yeah, it's, I just want, because I know so many people are putting it off and feeling stressed and overwhelmed. And I'm just like, I just want everyone in one morning to plan their best Christmas basically <laughs> and that get will it be done. That incredible.
0: So, um... <laughs> uh, there will be a link to that in the show notes, of course. And after you've done that, if you want help with planning out those ideas in detail and you know, maybe working out exactly what to say in those emails and all that sort of stuff, that is something that I could help you with in a power hour if you wanted. Um, but definitely that workshop is gonna be so, so valuable. Um, and it's you are so wonderful at solving the woes of pro- product-based businesses. Like all those spreadsheets, all those things like it's incredible. Um, so there will be a link to that in the show notes. If you're listening to this the day it's out, go book your tickets for the live session. But if not, then you can still check it out. So yeah, there's there's basically just getting that plan into action now, not ignoring it and yeah, starting mm-hmm. to actually plan it now. It's never too early, I assume,
1: as you, as no, you say. No, no. Like, yeah. And to be honest with you, I, I think what I'll probably do is <laughs> next year I'll do this early and I'll probably do it late because right now it's kind of a bit late but there's so many people who have started but not finished and they don't know how to finish so I'm just like right come on guys let's get this done (laughs) let's let's make this fun but instead of being like oh god I don't know what I'm doing
0: yes yeah (laughs) definitely make it fun make it easy and as you say you can get it bashed out in the morning as well and then you'll be set for the rest of the year so um obviously that's product-based businesses as service-based businesses uh Am I correct in thinking that there's absolutely no chance of me making a sale uh, in late November or December?
1: No, like, the thing is, no, definitely not, because you like That was a leading know, question, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, I know. I was just like I don't okay. <laughs> But you know, and I think yes, like the thing is, businesses will always have quieter or busier times. You just You've just got to keep showing up and selling. And again, this is, so like you said, like I was like talking about this workshop and I could follow that up and I'm going to follow that up like then work with me more one-to-one and I'll help you through all those like Christmas bits as well. But like you said, you can be pitching throughout Christmas. Do you need someone to help you write your newsletters? Do you need someone to help you write, you know, your Instagram captions? Whatever that is that you offer, then you pitch that because then that basically helps people. You've kind of got to think as well, how you pitch it. It's like these businesses are going to be focusing on orders, their marketing you know but what what are their strengths and what can they show up for they're not going to be able to do it all so how can you whatever you offer help them at that time or is it are you helping other service-based business owners at that time as well that you know there's just so many opportunities that is another thing about service-based as well if you help other
0: service-based businesses and it's their quieter season that's an ideal time to say hey you know that thing that you've been putting up like if i was doing um if i was fully in my business and not and not working full time that would be an ideal time for me to be like hey so you know that thing you've been putting off like getting your blog started like now's the time to do it because you're in a quieter period, so you've got time to focus on this, and then you can be up and running for the new year. Yeah, I guess.
1: Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. It's like, who are you talking to, what are they thinking and doing, and then tailoring your message. Or just keep showing up, because I get so many people, even in December, towards the end of December, who are then like, my God, yeah, it's January, I really want to plan, you know, and then hit loads of people, so don't just not show up, basically. So yeah, please do show up. And just again, it's just like what are your customers Unless you want to take a holiday, in which case do that. But yeah, don't be like
0: me and think, oh my god, I'm gonna make no sales, so I'm not gonna make
1: any effort. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Then take your holiday from if you want to take off half of December, do that, but you've still got the beginning half of December. (laughs) So Yeah, very true. And I think there's there's lots of thoughts
0: around around January as well, to be honest, I found more so. I think this is a UK thing because in Australia, January is sort of like end of January is back to school time. So you get that vibe. Mm. But I think in the UK, there's very much that like, if you're getting paid monthly, you've got paid a little bit early for Christmas. It feels like a very long month. The weather is terrible. And there is this feeling of like, if we've spent before Christmas, like there is a feeling that people won't want to buy in January. And... I think that again it's it's obviously about tailoring that messaging and like you said like there's us saying that about January and people are saying that about summer and now like there's never a perfect time
1: you just have to keep Mm. showing up. But then product based businesses will have the most amount of money because they've just had their best quarter. Exactly. It's so maybe they're investing <laughs> in marketing stuff, wink, yeah, wink. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people who will invest in mentoring at that point or services mm. because they've just brought in a lot of money.
0: <laughs> so yeah. Again, this is but see, this is you can flip it both ways. Flipping. Yeah, exactly. This is this is why the mindset is a really important part of this.
1: Yeah, full exactly. circle, I love
0: it <laughs> this is why I wanted you on so I knew you'd be able to just help us all feel better about this so as I said, love your pep talks, could you give us just a little mini pep talk to get everyone excited about starting to make sales in their
1: business and then not see it as something scary? I think the first two things that came up were hold your nerve because again someone else, Eleanor at Wildstrings has said this, she's always liked my hold your nerve you know so hold your nerve you know keep showing up and then I think with that goes be your own cheerleader because you really have to be especially in business there's gonna be so many people friends and family I mean love them and they will support you but they won't get it as much so you've really got to be your own cheerleader and have that support around you but what I really wanted to say so that's just two things is and it kind of leads on from these is you created your business already you already created it so many people don't start a business they talk about it and even if you're in the thinking stage or whatever in the process you are on that journey you are doing it you have that confidence to start your own business to create those products create those services go out and pitch them get your first sales all of this kind of thing you have proof and actual action behind you that you can show up for yourself. So why does that not relate to this now to show up and ask for the sale or develop that new product or introduce that new offer or try that new marketing stream? You've got that proof. You can do it. And I know it's kind of different because at the start, it's all exciting. And but now you're in it, but there's so many possibilities that are there for your taking and you know you can show up for yourself. So go and do it basically is like what I wanted to say because I just think we kind of, We're always looking forward and it's like, oh, I haven't done that and I haven't done this. But if you look back at everything you've done and you did that, like you, so just make sure you constantly remind yourself that you've done that.
0: Yay, that was lovely. Thank you. What a wonderful way to end this and applicable to all areas of life, not just sales. Um, Definitely. <laughs> so thank you so, so, so much for joining me. Uh, this has been super valuable for me and I hope for everybody. So again, I'll just let remind people that there will be a link to your Christmas preparation workshop which is happening on friday
1: the night of september at 10 a.m BST time <laughs> wonderful and there will be a replay yeah there will be a replay and yeah you can find that on creative flow collective dot com as well so yeah do go check that out because i'm excited
0: yes and um (laughs) that you've got a podcast as well which i know you haven't you haven't sort of been doing new episodes for a little bit but if this is the first time that people are hearing of you there's lots in there that they can dive into all around retail and
1: selling there'll be lots of useful tips in there as well yeah it's like retail tips mindset tips meditation yeah that's called the creative flow podcast and my plan is to do a few more episodes um coming up soon as well so yeah but there is lots of other ones you can go check out i've also got lots on um, basically creative flow collective on all social media so yeah and on instagram there's lots of Instagram lives, which is like lots of like pep talks or tips as well and like posts and stories as well. So I tend to merge with dancing because people love that. <laughs> yes, I do love your
0: dancing. Um and will you be doing another like soul with confidence workshop again, like the one that you ran
1: just recently? Yeah, I because I've just done two actually I did yeah. social sales and then I did sell with confidence so I haven't got plans to do that just yet but actually if you go onto my website you'll be able to buy the replay for the self of confidence one as well and that definitely goes through working through those limiting blocks ways to show up and ask for the sale and it's got a, a sales visualization meditation in there as well so and then there's a workbook to take away too so yeah you'll be able to get the replay for that as well Amazing. I will put
0: all the links in the episode description and everyone, please make sure you go and follow Joanne if you're not already. Thank you again for joining me. It was wonderful to chat. Oh, thanks so much, Michelle. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Content Etc. If you head over to wordbywordstorytelling.com forward slash blog, you'll find a blog version of this episode. There'll be links to anything I've mentioned in this episode in the show notes on your podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by tagging me in your stories on Instagram, where I'm at word by word storytelling. And let me know what your biggest takeaway is from this episode. If you know someone who would enjoy listening to the show, please tell them about it. Word of mouth is still one of the most powerful forms of podcast recommendation. Make sure you're following the podcast to get the next episode as soon as it drops.